morning, everyone. I'm Jessica. If we haven't met before, it's good to see you here. It's good to see everyone here. I'm going on a going on a retreat uh, tomorrow, and it's my first meditation retreat since before the pandemic, and. I'm feeling really fortunate and pretty excited and a little nervous, <laughs> but mostly really looking forward to being with community in a different kind of way and settling into this practice in a way that is hard to do as a lay person, you know, with a family and a job, a community. <clears throat> I think I'll talk about fear. <laughs> today. <clears throat> that wasn't the plan, but, you know, the Dhamma has different plans. If you show up for it, it'll tell you. <laughs> when I was a, you know, youth, I was pretty, I was a bit of a daredevil, thrill-seeker type, you know, Probably none of you can relate to that. <laughs> Rebel Buddhists. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing like that. I always wanted to be on the highest building or you know, the fastest plane or the farthest away country or whatever. Something, if my mother hated it, <laughs> I was pretty, <laughs> pretty quick to seek it out. <clears throat> that's not advice, Sam. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> reminiscing. <clears throat> but at some point, um, you know, quite a while ago, uh, I realized that uh, my body was changing, my brain was changing. I had always been kind of a, a hiker and, you know, done these like very difficult or different kinds of physical things. And then one day, my, uh, my husband and I were hiking Saddle Mountain, which is out by the coast, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, when you get to the top, which is plenty, <laughs> it's not that high, you know, but getting up there, is a, it's, it's something, it's good enough. But then there's this precipice. It's like, <laughs> it goes out a little ways like this, and then there's kind of like a pitcher's mound, you know, so you can walk on this little skinny area and then get to this other place you know, for a better view or <laughs> whatever I thought I needed. And so I was like, but of course, you know, and my husband was like, but that's insane. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was watching. <laughs> and I uh, headed out onto this precipice. And I don't know, my friend uh, Margaret says, the crystals in your ears move or <laughs> your body changes or your who knows what happened, but I was very um, out of balance, really scared of heights in that moment. Felt like I was going to fall or trip <laughs> or lose my balance. And I just hit the deck. <laughs> I was like laying on my stomach, you know, out there. Oh, I can't do this. <laughs> Todd was like, I can't help you. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> he already knew. So I kind of army crawled back, you know, <laughs> back to safety. And, and it was a big surprise. 
No, sometimes we're, we can be surprised by, in a negative way, or, and sometimes in a positive way, by our body's reactions to things, by our brain's reactions to things. It's like, okay, that was different, you know. <clears throat> Didn't think a ton about it after that, but it was new information. And then in um, 2007, I was invited on this camping trip with uh, Longpore Pasano and a number of lay people. We were taking them out to the, uh, into um, Alaska. So we took them around Alaska and we did some hiking and we did some, you know, <coughs> well, he did all kinds of daredevil things, but I did some white water rafting and things like that. And, and I had forgotten all about my fear of heights. <laughs> and so I was walking kind of up this, not a mountain, well, a, they're all mountains there, aren't they? <laughs> so I was kind of walking up this uh, relatively small hill and uh, with Ajahn and our friend Dave. And I got tippy, you know? And I mean, there's a few, we have, we have friends here that spend a lot of time in Alaska, and if you, if you've been there, you know there aren't any fences, you know, <laughs> guardrails. If you're going to climb a mountain, you're just going to do it, at least the ones I saw. <coughs> and so I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't do this, you know, looking down. And there's snow, you know, and it's cold. And, and so I just sat down. And uh, Dave turned around and said, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, well, you go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to stay here. And, he said, no, you can't just stay here. <laughs> We're not coming back the same way. You can't, we can't leave you here. And I was like, oh, you can. <laughs> if I'm going to die anyway, <laughs> which I was convinced, then I'll just die right here <laughs> of starvation. You know, I wasn't that dramatic, but really I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Very deluded. No, I'm fine. <laughs> and I was like, no, use it up. You know, long pours up there, and I'll be behind you, and we'll just go, and I'll keep an eye on you. You know, <laughs> okay, okay. So, we did it. I don't remember that part, <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> Got back, and you know, some funny things happened like that um, over the years, and then in, but I don't. And then in 2016, this is really the story of my life, but I swear it's Dhamma. <laughs> that Dhamma's the story of all our lives, isn't it? So in 2016, um, I had been already practicing in this tradition for 15 years or something like that. And uh, I had a total panic attack on a bridge. On that, on the 405, you know, heading to your neighborhood from my neighborhood. <laughs> not, not at that time, but you know that one, the big one. <laughs> and I thought I was going to lose control of the car. I thought I might drive into the guardrail. I didn't know what to do. I knew I couldn't stop. <clears throat> and uh, I got over and parked, and and I was, I was terrified. Long story short, I did at home. I got myself home on a different bridge. But uh, I was scared. And then I was just angry, you know? Like, 
I've been meditating for 15 years. <laughs> I eat my vitamins. <laughs> and I live a good life. And why? What is happening to me? <clears throat> my mom had had panic attacks since about that age. And she didn't know why. She couldn't explain it, you know. <clears throat> and I thought, no way. <laughs> that's, for, that's for her, you know. That's for other people. I've done all the things. But here we are stuck on the wrong side of the bridge. And my parents were coming out actually to visit me and I just, I called them that day because <coughs> they were just about to fl uh, fly out or drive out. And I said, um, okay, this just happened and we might not get to go anywhere and don't try to get me on a bridge and you're going to have to drive. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. I sucked when this was happening to you. I was so frustrated. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't come to my, up to my dorm, you know, 10th, 10th story dorm. Couldn't come to my uh, baby shower, you know, wedding shower maybe. Uh, and I was really frustrated for years. And I felt like it was her fault and she wasn't handling it. So uh, that experience just broke open this enormous empathy for something I didn't understand before and had uh, treated uh, not so nicely, you know. So I apologized all over the place and <laughs> thanked her for her role in my life. and. And furthermore, thank my father for driving her all over the place and putting up with it all and doing everything he had to do uh, to get her everywhere she needed to go when she couldn't get herself there. That was pretty cool in retrospect. <clears throat> but I was still wondering, you know, am I really, am I really a Buddhist, right? What's wrong with my brain? What's happening to my body? I should be calm, naturally. <laughs> I should have no past karma or <laughs> genetic proclivities. <laughs> I did all the work. <clears throat> so I did some more work and I, they put me on some medication, you know, to get through that and to level things out. I sat in meditation. I did bridge meditation for weeks. Sat, yeah, good times. Sat in meditation and picture driving over bridges. <laughs> right? What's it for? You're going to sit in meditation. You might as well help yourself. <laughs> okay. What does this feel like? Oh, my heart rate is going up. My stomach has butterflies. I'm envisioning what it would be like to do this. Okay, but I'm safe, I'm here, I'm sitting, I'm breathing. It's fine, you know, it's fine. So I did that for a long time, did some practicing. And pretty soon, you know, it was over. The whatever it was had passed in a few months or a year or something like that. <clears throat> During that time, 
I went out to uh, offer the monks who live at the Pacific Hermitage a meal. They were doing a hike on the Pacific Crest Trail, and uh, some of us were meeting them out at these spots to bring them a meal, which was really sweet and really, really fun. And I went out there with my friend Amy, who's an avid hiker, and some of you have heard this story, so just let my words pass through like a, you know, <laughs> a breeze through a screen door. <laughs> I, went, I went with Amy, and after we gave the meal, she said, you would not believe the view. <laughs> you want to go for a hike? And I said, oh, sure. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I went out there with her, and it was, sure enough, you know, precipice city. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, <laughs> I don't think I can do that without falling over. I said, I've been getting these, you know, uh, kind of maybe vertigo feelings. <clears throat> it's not really fear at this point. It's more just a bodily feeling. So I've been getting these vertigo feelings. I think, you know, if I go out there, I might fall down. And, and she told me a story about, a friend told her a story about getting a friend through a tunnel who was afraid of tunnels. And she said, uh, yeah, the one just put her hand on the shoulder of the other one, and uh, the woman who wasn't afraid just physically led the woman who was afraid through. She goes, we could try it. <laughs> and I said, okay, do you feel upright? Because <laughs> here I am. Like, everything looks like this. <laughs> And I was like, are you, how are you? <laughs> I feel I need to check in. <laughs> and she said, I feel upright, <laughs> very steady. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, Dom a friend. I got to trust her. She's not lying to me. Let's try it. And so I, I put my hand on her shoulder and we walked out to the little sitting area. And um, it was fine. We didn't fall down. Nobody fell down. <laughs> and I sat down. And I got to see this incredible view. And it was a little scary, but we stayed out there for a while because, of course, Oregon, it's all cloudy, so you have to wait, you know. <laughs> I wanted to go, <laughs> but we had to wait. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I've never gotten over that, that experience of having a, a Dhamma friend recognize that I wasn't making a problem. I hadn't chosen this problem. I wasn't even scared of the problem. It was just that my body was doing something I didn't understand. And she was willing to uh, just give it a whirl. Well, let's just try it. You know, work for the tunnel people. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so that was a really, um, that was a pivotal moment in understanding fear, you know, that conditions come together in our bodies and we don't really know what's going on sometimes and they affect our brains, and they affect our, you know, emotions, <clears throat> but as Buddhist practitioners, you know, we're taught to check it out, what's going on, or there's something happening here, I don't know what it is. You know, conditions are coming together. And that's different than attaching to the story. 
like I was doing in the beginning. Well, what the heck? This shouldn't be happening to me. I did all the things. I should be better. Why am I having panic attacks? Why am I having vertigo? What is going on? <clears throat> that's the story. So that's me looking for a solution, a fix, an explanation for something that's uncomfortable. That is different. There's a fine line, you know, or it's hard to suss out. But that is different than staying curious about the conditions that have come together to create this reality. Huh. What the heck? <laughs> Let's give it a whirl. You know, that's really different than, you know, I'll just sit here and die. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> that's the right <laughs> next move. <laughs> We don't always know what to do. And so in all of those scenarios and all the, you know, the ones that stick in my memory, I had Dhamma friends with me. And they basically said, we got this. <laughs> Let me help you. <clears throat> and so today, you know, well, like, oh, this was funny. So then, so with this medication, they titrate it and add things and whatever. I'm just a, basically a science experiment at this point. And uh, they added something recently, and it gave me that bridge fear right away. Like immediately, it was very obvious. You know, so that's how you know it's chemicals, right, in your body, <coughs> whether I'm creating them or something else is creating them. I got up on the, uh, the overpass to come here, and I was like, hi. <laughs> Hey, overpass. <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and so I called my doctor and uh, I said, oh, I don't think I should take this one. <laughs> it gave me that bridge uh, anxiety back. And um, she was like, oh, that sounds terrible. And I was like, what? Buddhist. Well, you know, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> I found it really interesting. <laughs> I was really surprised when that exact sensation came back into my body. You know, we're on Zoom and she's like, <laughs> okay, let's just stop it. And I was like, if you think so. <laughs> I mean, I think I have no normal like responses to anything and the more responses like the world offers us, you know, get it away, get it off, make it stop, you know. Now I'm just confusing everybody around me with my uh, curiosity. <laughs> so, you know, I came in today and started breathing heavily. My mouth gets dry. It's a little hyperventilating <laughs> up here trying to chant. Thank goodness most of you know the words to things we're doing. So thank you for filling in. <clears throat> But having this practice and having had a fair amount of experiences with fear and, uh, you know, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair, <laughs> dukkha, <laughs> stress, I can, I can hold those experiences with 
some space. No, my go-to is humor, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's okay. I can create a little space there and then get serious again. <clears throat> um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. And so for me, the lesson is um, we don't know what's going on with somebody else. We don't know why. <laughs> why they're hyperventilating. No, we don't know why they can't get up to the 14th floor of an office building for our shower. We don't know. And we don't have to. <clears throat> My friend was saying that she's kind of frustrated with people around her because they don't have competency in something that she feels is important to have competency in. And I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know, I'm the worst. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's when I realized that uh, I just decided to believe in a future in multiple lives because <laughs> I'm not going to get competent <laughs> all the way <laughs> in this lifetime. I can't, you know, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to be fully competent in goodwill and compassion and uh, mudita and equanimity and all of those things that are considered to be um, uh, sort of fully realized uh, emotional states. I, I won't get totally competent um, in the Buddhist path this lifetime, maybe. I mean, I'm cheering me on. <laughs> I said, so what we do, uh, you know, in our framework, in our traditions, not a Buddhist, She's a, she doesn't know she's Buddhist, but she, she uh, just natural, you know, born that way. <laughs> what we do instead of uh, when we can't get all the way to competency is we bring up empathy. No. We go for compassion. Like if we don't understand something, that's the way it is. And so the tool is empathy. Compassion, the tool is goodwill, you know, depending on the situation. <clears throat> Ajahn Amaro loves this verse, uh, this kind of, I can't remember what it's called, the Zen verses of the third patriarch. There's a long title. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Heard it? No. It's wonderful poem basically about the tradition, about living this practice. And uh, toward the end it says, um, you know, to, walk, to walk this path, to really live it to the fullest, to be practicing uh, Dhamma in accordance with the Dhamma, that's what they say in our tradition, practice Dhamma in accordance with the Dhamma, is to be with imperfection without anxiety. <laughs> to be with imperfection without anxiety. And this isn't like a dropped stitch, you know, when you're making a scarf. I mean, that's imperfection. We can get anxiety. But what this is talking about is dukkha. To be with, you know, Sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, despair, stress, 
frustration, confusion, <coughs> um, hyperventilating, yeah. weird ear crystal movement. <laughs> Those are all imperfections. They're not the way we would have things be. So that's what an imperfection is, isn't it? Like according to our worldly brains. It's not the way I want it. <laughs> or I messed it up. Or you messed it up. You probably messed it up. And we do this. Because we get nervous. We have fearfulness around getting it wrong, around it being wrong, around it being painful, whatever it is. And that phrase does help me. You know, to live this path is to be with imperfection without anxiety. Doesn't mean we can't try to fix things, you know, make things better, be good people. <clears throat> but, you know, you may have noticed, anxiety can come out in all kinds of weird ways, right? And in my family alone, we've got anger anxiety and hide in another room anxiety and try to fix stuff anxiety and lash out anxiety. It's all anxiety. It's all being worried about the way things are and are going and are not going. <coughs> this, uh, this retreat I have coming up, it's been you know, since before the pandemic. And uh, I don't know who I was talking to, maybe Jessica, or on one of our trips to the Hermitage. It suddenly dawned on me that I should be a little bit worried <laughs> about what's going to come up for me. Well, I mean, have I processed the pandemic? <laughs> I don't probably think so. <laughs> What's going to happen when I'm sitting in a room for seven days in silence? I'll, un, you know, against my will, I'll probably start processing <laughs> the pandemic. You know, or all kinds of things, or who knows what is going to come up. And so I'm realizing, and I shouldn't, I was joking, I shouldn't start worrying about that, but it, did, it came up, oh, what's going to happen? Can I trust myself? Can I hold what comes up? And I think that's where we as people, as humans, go sideways sometimes, is that uh, because we don't think we can handle something appropriately, we back away from it, you know? And that's okay, we should give space if we think we're gonna, you know, duka all over somebody else. Just, you know, give, give yourself time, we can give ourselves space. Uh, but also, you know, doing this practice helps us become more confident in our ability to just deal with what comes up, to be appropriate, and if we're not appropriate, to apologize, and if we can't apologize, to take some space, you know. We have the tools with this practice. 